um, where I thought, why don't I, why don't I do a, a podcast about space balls and young Frankenstein? And uh, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to Jace. I'll talk to Wigo. I'll see if I can get Poppy to, I don't know, get on a computer and talk to me. <laughs> you, won't, you won't get Poppy today, though. Apparently, he's no. not feeling well. Oh, okay. I, I will. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll see what I can do. But hopefully. Just very quickly, because you're recording, this was yeah. the message I got from I got from Pop today. This is before cricket and everything was cancelled. So, oh god, it says Poppy is ill with the shits and no energy, no drinking, no punting, no life. <laughs> well, I have a very special guest today. Uh, in this part, I'm going to be talking to my daughter, Noelle. Hi, Noelle. Hello. Are you a bit nervous? No. No? Okay, I'm move. So, why, why am I talking to you? Because he wanted to talk to me about Young Frankenstein and Spaceballs. Yeah, now, do you like Young Frankenstein and Spaceballs? Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. Can you remember watching them for the first time? Uh, I can remember watching, um, Spaceballs, but I can't really remember watching, um, Young Frankenstein. Right. So, uh, here's the hard question. Which movie do you like the most? Why? <laughs> I know, it's the hardest question no. you've ever been asked. Uh, um, probably Spaceballs. Okay. Mostly just because, um... I don't know. I do prefer um, coloured films. Oh, right. Black and white. So the black and white like... bit is the thing you don't like about... Well, it's not that you don't like it. Yeah. But you prefer Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's a, another hard question. Why do you like these movies so much? Because I show you a lot of movies. They're so funny. <laughs> but these two are the ones you really latched on to. <laughs> they're both directed by the same guy, Mel Brooks. Yeah. And uh, there'll be more Mel Brooks in your future. Don't worry about that. Um, because they're so funny and, like, since they're made by the same person, they have the same, same like... It's kind of... kind of is... Some parts of it is the same. And there's so many, um, like, things that people say in it that you can use all the time. Like, ooh, that's going to leave a mark. <laughs> Yes, that's going to leave a mark. That's one of Poppy's favourites. Yeah. I've almost said it in class. So, you have... Well, it's not on your board anymore, but Spaceballs, you really latched onto one idea, didn't you? Which was the... Spaceballs, the flamethrower. (laughs) That's right. You latched onto the merchandising (laughs) aspect, didn't you? You thought that was really funny. So, what are some of the Spaceballs stuff that that I made you? There was... Well, I didn't make it, but we found Spaceballs, the sticker... Um, you've got a notice board in your room that you put little mementos on it. Yeah, and one time you do Spaceballs, the message board. Yeah, it became Spaceballs, the message board. But yeah, Spaceballs, the flamethrower, is always a good one too. Can you think about like what is, what is your favourite scenes from Spaceballs? I like... Um... Well, mostly all the things that we usually say. Yeah. But I also liked um when like they turned it on to like turbo speed. Oh, ludicrous speed. Ludicrous speed. Yeah. 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 
I know this is from I'm talking to you, but from my point of view, that was a really good moment. Was watching that with you and your sister, and watching Spaceballs for the first time. And when that scene happened, that's the, probably the most I've heard you and your sister laugh, where the ludicrous speed gets shut off and Rick Moranis dark helmet goes flying across and <laughs> smashes into the console with his helmet. Yeah. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what about Young Frankenstein? Now, <coughs> that's a different kind of movie. It's in black and white, like you said. It's not as silly in some parts. I like the Frau Brucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Frau Brucker is, is a great moment as well. I am Frau Brucker. Do you find, did you find that scary at all? Is it, was it a bit weird when you first watched it? Number one, it's black and white. And number two, it's not so obvious a silly the, movie as Baseballs, yeah. is it? And the, um, not, not just dead. Not just dead? Oh, with, um, Igor, Igor, mm. just appearing and then starting to sing. Yeah. That scared you a bit, didn't it, that a, first a time? Bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what is it about, so you love Frau Bucher. Mm-hmm. And we love saying that and pretending we're horses. <laughs> so is that movie, do you like it as much because it's silly or is there a, a bit more to it? Um, both of those reasons, are, but like also because it's making fun of something. Yeah. So like I, 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 I like when something's making fun of another thing. What's it making fun of? Uh, Star Wars. Oh, so Spaceballs making fun of Star yeah. Wars. But what about is Young Frankenstein making fun? Oh, Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. That's a well. That's very interesting that you said that because I don't know if Young Frankenstein's making. It's a, it's not as making as much fun of mm-hmm. Frankenstein. Yeah. It's trying to play that as like it's a lot. A lot of it is very close to the original Frankenstein, isn't it? Yeah. That's why it's in black and white. Mm-hmm. So you love Frau Brucker. Mm-hmm. Do you love Victor Frankenstein? You know him. You know Gene Wilder. He's Willy Wonka. Mm. Do you like him in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. He's good. But it's 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 Frau Brucker and it's Igor or Igor, isn't it? I'm sure it was Igor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So which movie if i said all right we're going to put one on now spaceballs or young Spaceballs. so you can you think you can watch that over and I over could again watch it a billion times <laughs> uh, well you know what i think we might watch it a billion times in the <laughs> next you know however many years you're living in this house yeah. very happy that you like spaceballs and young frankenstein mm-hmm. it's a good movie good double feature isn't it Mm-hmm. And hopefully, and we talked about this last week when we were watching Young Frankenstein, hopefully there will be a time where they show them at the cinema and we can go and watch it on a big screen. If they do, we will be buying the tickets the second they come out. <laughs> yes, I think we will. All right, well, thanks, Noel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want to leave with another quote from Spaceballs? Oh, mm-hmm. She's leaving the room. That's how, that's how I know this interview's over. Bye, Noel. <laughs> what is this place? What is it that you do here? Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Open up this door. <laughs> Come, walk this way. Take a look. 
We put the picture's name on everything. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money from the movie is made. Space Falls the T-shirt. Space Falls the coloring book. Space Falls the lunchbox. Space Falls the breakfast cereal. Space Falls the flamethrower. <laughs> the kids love this one. Last but not least, Space Falls the doll. Me. May the Schwartz be with you. Adorable. I hope you enjoyed my chat with uh, Noel, who's ten. Now we're going to uh, move along to my eldest brother, Juice, or Mike, whatever you want to call him, um, and keep it going. Watch uh, these two great movies. But the reason why I got you on here was because I was watching Young Frankenstein with Noel uh, a few weeks ago, and she said, which, which do you like better, Young Frankenstein or Spaceballs? And I was like, that could be one of the hardest questions I've ever been asked. And it's the hardest question you'll ever be asked by your daughter. Yes, probably right. You're probably yeah. right. So what I what I came up with was that I think I've seen Spaceballs the most. That's not what I think. I know I've seen Spaceballs the most. But I think young I think Young Frankenstein's a better movie. Yeah, I I, um, I analyzed that a little bit more because I I threw some, you know, boundaries in. All oh, right, if, if I had to watch one movie for the rest of my life, what would it be versus if I had to watch one of these movies once and only once? Yeah. Um, because I think if I had to watch the same movie over and over and over again, it would be Young Frankenstein because there's always going to be something new to watch and to pick up on. Um, whereas Spaceballs, you know where the laughs are coming. If you only have to watch one movie once and that's it, you're dead, you watch Spaceballs because you laugh and you, you know, you giggle and you snigger all the way to the end, you know. Um, but I liked your um, I liked your methodology in regards to even if you took the jokes out of Young Frankenstein, it would still be a good movie. I think you're 100% right. I think, yeah, and I think just on a very general level, it has just way more depth. Spaceballs just has every joke. It's, it's on the surface. There's no subtle. Mel Brooks doesn't often do subtlety. That's why I think um, Young Frankenstein's quite unusual for him because most of the time it's very meta. I mean, I say that the monster and Gene Wilder do put it on the ritz at one point, so that's not a subtle joke. But Spaceballs just has so much of that. It's all on the surface and it's all jokes, whereas Young Frankenstein, like I said, yes, if you took the jokes out of it, it's still compelling it's still the story of Frankenstein. I guess that's the point. And yes, um, yeah. I wonder I wonder if what Mel Brooks is actually showing us is that Frankenstein is a way better story than Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy to agree with it if that's the if that's the case. Um, I saw an interview where Gene Wilder said um, when he was writing Young Frankenstein, the only time they argued was the putting on the Ritz scene. Right. Um, Mel Brooks said he came in and Gene Wilder said, uh, I want the monster because I wanted to do something different. I want the monster and I to do putting on the Ritz. <laughs> and they argued for ages and ages. And Mel Brooks went, yeah, that's fine. What, it's just like that? He said, the moment you said it, I knew it was good, but yeah. I needed to be sure. And you fought and you fought and you fought. So it's, it's in. It's great. Now, so I Mel don't, Brooks has been a bastard. I don't know if that was the same story. But, but <laughs> apparently, I don't know if that was the same argument that Mel Brooks 
lost it with Gene Wilder. They were in a hotel room or something. And he lost it with him and he was like, you're a loser, like blah, 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 and swearing and carrying on and turning over furniture and really losing it at him. And then left the room and Gene Wilder got a phone call about three minutes later from Mel Brooks. And it's, and he just said, I, I'm sorry, Gene, there seemed to have been a madman in your room. What was all that noise? I was going to call the police. Like that was his way of apologizing. That's to turn it into something oh, right. completely ridiculous. And so there was a crazy man in your room turning over furniture and shouting, I've called the police to make sure you're okay. I I don't know. I, I think young Frankenstein, I don't really know. I think the magic of it is I don't know how it, how it was constructed. You know, like Spaceballs, again, all right, we'll just do a parody of Star Wars. Where can we fit all the jokes? All right, we'll have them called yeah. Yogurt. Yeah. Done. Yes. All right. Yeah. It was easy. We look at that now and just go, God, you can see jokes here, 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 you know, all the way through it. Yeah. And that's why, like, Noelle, you know, talks about, like, why does she like Spaceballs more? Because, number one, it's in colour. Um, but number two, it's just got more funny things to say, you know. Well, I, um, and I may have to I told you the story, the, the defining moment as a father and my proudest moment, and it may well be the proudest moment to the day I die, was my kids had watched Spaceballs before they'd seen really anything of Star Wars. Because <laughs> Julia and I aren't Star Wars fans as such. Yeah. So one day we said, right, we're going to sit down and watch Star Wars, the very first one. So we watched the very first one, and C-3PO and um, R2-D2 get into the pod and fire away, and my daughter says, come back, you fat-bearded bitch. <laughs> if I died then, I would yes. have died, you know, a happy, proud father. That's one of those moments as a dad. Was and that would, have, that would have made our father even happier as well. He's just yes. passing it, passing those things on. And watching Spaceballs with, that's another thing, it, it, this movie really links uh, the three generations, I think, that way, because I point out things to Noel. Poppy loves that line. That's going to leave a mark. Um, <laughs> like anything to do with yogurt. Anytime yogurt's mentioned, he says it like that. Um, he's merchandising, all of these things. Baseballs too, the search for more money. Um, for more money. Yes. And even it comes down to the fact that I, I'm pretty sure, I'm guessing this, anytime I had friends over, when Poppy walked into the room, he would just say, hello, boys which is one line that Mel Brooks says as yogurt in the movie, but he just says it in that same way. And now Everything. Noelle has, you know, two fish in her room who are both male, and that's what I say to them every single morning. <laughs> Hello, boys. And it's so Boy. funny that that just carries on. But what I wanted to, to ask you about, especially about Spaceballs, is can you remember seeing it at the cinema? Yes, so I can't even remember what year. It's 87 or 88, I think. Yeah, I, I can't quite remember the exact date, but it was um, <clears throat> it was just the four of us at Avoca. Yeah. We went to Avoca one afternoon. It could have been school holidays and, and Dad had um, a day off, mm -hmm. which he never really took much time off during school holidays, I don't think. So I remember it was an afternoon yeah. going there. Um, I don't actually remember much being in the cinema as such. Yeah. But um, it, it's a it's an image that I that pops up every so often when I see or hear, you know, like when um when you 
showed me the picture of Noel and it had Pete's the hut <laughs> in the background. And all I said was, and ate himself to death. Um, it just, yeah, it just evoked a memory of, of the four of us, of the four of us going. As I said, I don't remember being in the cinema, but I remember going there and yeah, just talking about it as we came out and walking to the car, just how much fun we all had, all four of us. Yeah, and it's it's interesting uh, too that I think Avoca Beach Theatre, I think that's where we might have seen Three Amigos as well. I'm pretty sure we saw the double feature of The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, which I was yep. very scared of. I think The Return of the Jedi scared me more than anything else, the rancor and and the Sarlacc and all that stuff. I remember yep. watching a few of those yep. scenes through my fingers as a young child. <laughs> There's always like a, a very uh, soft spot for that theatre. But the one moment I remember from watching it, which is probably the most I've heard an audience laugh, and the more I watch it, the more, again, like talking about where does the joke's construction come from? Because Spaceballs is just joke after joke after joke. It's sort of that Caddyshack style of um, we're just going to tell as many jokes as possible of, or like airplane flying high style where if we yeah. just fill this movie with 800 jokes, if two of two hundred of them land, then everyone thinks this is a really funny movie. Yeah, that's so, right. Who cares if the scenes don't link? They don't match. Yeah, the story is not great. Whatever. Uh, yeah. um, but the the scene that I think made everyone laugh more than anything else was, and again, I, I'll, I'll have to try and find see if I can find Mel Brooks talking about it. Is the chest burster alien scene? Yeah. Um, where he's it's happened again in the diner. Oh no, not yeah, again. Not again. It bursts out of his chest. Again, I was 10. I certainly hadn't seen Alien. I didn't know what was going on. This and it's really frightening. And then the genius of an alien bursting out of his chest, like an alien, being jumping on the counter and then putting on a top hat. And singing "Hello, my baby, hello, my honey," Bye, yeah, which is the frog from the Warner Brothers cartoon. Now that's the that, same thing. That is something I, I can never understand how you came up with that. What what we need is the chest bursting alien to come out and do that frog from that awesome <laughs> Warner Brothers cartoon. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Yeah, yeah. and I think oh, that was is. that's the most I've heard. I heard. I remember that moment because the. My dad, anytime dad, I think it's the same for all kids. Anytime your dad laughs, really laughs at something, it's like, whoa, I'm not, you don't usually hear that. But he, you know, like when dad laughs, I was, you always worried he was going to stop breathing. <laughs> that scene in particular in, in, um, in advertising, we call it surprising broker. There's an area of the brain called broker's area of the brain that loves surprises. And when you go, oh, I didn't expect that, that's, that part of the brain and what that scene does it's the same with the putting on the ritz scene so yes. it, you know um, um but what what that scene does is it surprises you and then continues to surprise you so the alien jumps out or is about to jump out of the same guy from the movie yeah. so you go oh didn't expect that that's fantastic then when he's out and you think what's going to happen next he puts on a top hat and a cane yeah and you laugh some more and then he starts singing and you laugh some more and it keeps going yeah. and going until, until the end. And then, you know, just at that crescendo and you're laughing ridiculously and the, the boys stand up and go, check, please. That's right. Uh, and create another sort of iconic moment of the movie. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, you're right. That is true. It is very similar to the putting on the Ritz, isn't it? It's, it's what we don't know what's going to happen. This seems like a very serious moment. It's played as serious as possible. And then, yeah, yeah. the most ridiculous mashup, old fashioned. But I think I, I, that sticks in my mind was because when you're 10, like I got that the movie was jokes on, on Star Wars and I'd seen Star Wars enough to get the jokes with the hair and the headphones and the hair and dark helmet. I didn't get all the jokes about dark helmet, obviously. <laughs> Your helmet is so big. <laughs> yeah. Just all, all of the all the innuendo about that, but just everything Rick Moranis says and does in that movie is ridiculous and stupid. It's got meta jokes with the, you know, like the camera hitting him in the face and the yeah. and the video well let's watch the video and now we're looking at now and all of that stuff i again at 10 i was like wow i didn't know you can do this in a movie but to get the alien dancing like the frog in the warner brothers cartoon was like oh my god they they've done a reference i get that and that was i remember that was a big moment that was right you're you're thinking was a singing frog and it was the singing alien instead yeah Yeah. because i didn't know what was going on i hadn't seen alien i might have known about that scene but (laughs) I don't know if I did. I don't know if dad was, I mean, he showed us some pretty uh, hefty things when I was younger, but I don't know if we'd watched Alien at that point. Maybe we had. Oh, yeah, I, I, I can't remember. Um, but it, would have, it may have been one that you hadn't seen, but, you know, that's another podcast. Movies that have affected my life because I was the youngest, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, um, but that whole, just that whole thing, I, it reminds me of us talking about it, of, how the Simpsons operate and how the Simpsons write. And I wonder if it was that same sort of thing. Right. The alien comes out of his chest. What happens now? And they go around the room and try and outdo each other with the most ludicrous thing that can happen. And whichever one um, gets the most laughs in the room goes into the Simpsons. It it feels like it would be the same thing. Yeah. The alien comes out and sings and dances along the thing. Fantastic. What song? You know, and then they go around the table again. Yeah, let's watch that cartoon and then make him do the exact mannerism <laughs> of the frog. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. And that scene especially was great fun to watch Noel. Or both both the kids watch it for the first time. But particularly Noel, because it's frightening, this alien's bursting out of this dude's stomach. This is a silly movie. And then this scene is played for no laughs at first. And then just the shock on both their faces of, what the hell is going on now? This is ridiculous. Did they actually react differently to it? They did. They did. We, I talked to Noel about this actually earlier about how, you know, Dark Helmet coming out of ludicrous speed and flying across the room and hitting hitting his head. That's the most that they have laughed in a movie together. Um, and can we watch it again? Let's watch that scene again. But the scene of the of the alien dance really, I think, just was it's just the shock of it. Like you said, it's that complete unexpected nature of it but anyway we're we're, i'm gonna let you go very quickly but um so young frankenstein's the movie you could watch over and over again now what is it about that movie do you think that lasts and and will probably resonate i think like you said spaceballs last because it's silly but young frankenstein i think it's gonna last and i can see people studying it as a text more than spaceballs for example yeah um Look, I'm not 100% sure. Like, it's certainly a slower movie. It, the moving from the, from scene to scene means that, you know, as a kid I probably got bored with some of it or when I was younger I got bored with some of it. But go back and watching, you know, the facial expressions on them all, 
Um, and and it's really, it really adds to that, to, to the effect, you know, the, the scenes of Gene Wilder and Terry Gar together when they're talking sort of very slowly and gazing into each other's eyes to, to, to some extent. It just really adds, um, it really adds tension, mystery mm. and, you know, intrigue. The, the first scene with Frau Brooker where it's just, <laughs> you want some more milk? You know, no, thank you. Like nowadays, I don't think you'd get scenes like that anymore. They just, right. it's just watching, being able to watch and then sort of go back and watch hand gestures and where they're standing and what's happening, you know, and, and what's happening. And one thing I find very funny is watching the outtakes of Young Frankenstein. Yes, right. Because again, if you watch the young, if you watch the outtakes of Young Frankenstein, and there's a scene when Madeline Kahn first turns up and and he says, I got my bag, certainly you take the blonde and I'll take the one with the, in the turban. Um, the outtakes, they do that time and time again, but you see how expressive Madeline Kahn is. And so yeah. then when you watch, you watch it again, her facial expressions and her body language is, is fantastic. So yeah. it's all those little things. It's watching Terry Gar trying so hard not to laugh. And, you know, her, her furrowed brow gets more furrowed the more she tries not to laugh. Yeah. Uh, and the, the fact that they're all just uh, having a good time, like um, Emmy's been watching Supernatural. Yeah. And every so often a werewolf, you know, yes. will come in and, and, and straight away I'll go, werewolf. <laughs> She'll go, werewolf, castle. Why are you talking like that? I thought you wanted to. No. Oh, suit yourself. I'm easy. Like yeah. it, it, it's one of those, if you listen, when you listen to the rewatchables and um, they talk about, I can't remember the actual award, the guy who seems to be in a different movie from everyone else. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I sort of think that Igor is a bit like that. Like yeah. the others are writing, reading a script and Igor is just going. Oh, he whatever. knows he's in a movie. That's the difference. He's always the one who's aware <laughs> it's a movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's in a movie, but everyone else it's real life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny yeah. watching it with Noel, like the jokes that, I laugh at as an adult aren't the jokes that she laughs at. I laugh at all of them, but like just him saying, you know, my grandfather worked for your grandfather. Of course, the rates have gone up. Like it's such a, <laughs> all these throwaway lines that are all the way through it. But I think, I think you, you hit on something there. I think that the difference, especially with Madeline Kahn and Cloris Leachman, I think just Spaceballs just has funny, funny actors. But I think, again, I think young Frankenstein has just great actors like it could have been you know Cloris Leachman is playing it's her character straight even though she's ridiculous and the horses scream every time you say her name and <laughs> and she carries candles that don't aren't lit and all of that yeah. stuff but she's just playing a character from one of those movies so she's playing it straight but you've got Madeline Kahn and Terry like you've got um even Gene Wilder who you know really it's a movie made for him like can how much over the top can you be Oh, watch yeah, me go. Yeah. I'm going to start yeah. off. I'm going to start off very small and then I'm just going to get bigger and bigger. And it's just, you know, you've got Peter Boyle and you've got, you got Gene Hackman. Hackman. Just turn it up. <laughs> just, just turn it up. Can I be in the movie? Sure. Here you go. You're the blind man. You know, apparently making, you know, making the, he improvised the line, I may, I've made espresso at the end. And apparently if you, if you watch it, uh, there's a very quick cut at the end of, him saying, oh, I've made espresso. And it's a very quick cut because then the crew started laughing because it's an improvised <laughs> line. So they had to cut yeah. very quickly from that. So it's yeah. just the movie, I think, that the acting 
uh, is is just these actors who, all right, play it as straight as possible. But Igor, you know you're in a silly movie and you're going to address the camera. You're going to keep looking at the camera. You're going to look for um, Hans Delbruck's brain and all of that yes. stuff and, and wink yeah. and all of this, all of these things. But everyone else. I think was, yeah, I think it was a very hard, would have been a very hard movie to act in because of those. There was, there was not a lot of editing. So Peter Boyle is the monster when he's sitting down with Gene Hackman. Yeah. Had to stay. I just had to stay in character. Yeah. Um, and you had to take, the scene had to take as long as it took to be done. There was <laughs> no right. suggesting, suggested editing. It had no. to be however long this takes. But even Peter Boyle at the end, when he makes the impassioned speech to the, the mob who have come to carry the doctor away, and he talks about all this pathos of it's such a weird movie, like it's so silly. And you, but you've got these actors who, who when they need to be sincere, come across as sincere, and then in the next scene, it's completely ridiculous. And it's I don't again, I don't know. It's not what uh, Mel Brooks is famous for, his restraint. And I, I always remember Poppy, our dad, always saying that you know, like Young Frankenstein's probably Mel Brooks's best movie, mainly because he's not in it. <laughs> yes, he always said that that he struggled to get actors to play the parts the way he wanted to. Except yeah. Gene Wilder was one of those um, was one of those rare few, and there was a, another female actress, I think, that he said, uh, "Yeah, you could just, you know, they're perfect for that role." But for you know, so many other guys, he just hasn't been able to supposedly yeah. get somebody to nail it. Like he fits beautifully as yogurt. That's a nice little cameo Hitchcock style type thing. Um, but you know, in history of the world, part one is the main character. Yeah. It was just you know that that didn't work, and the fact he just get the, gets to kiss the Vestal Virgin, it's like you've got to be fucking kidding, haven't you? <laughs> this is just, yeah, this you is can just ham and I'll be hams. He's just a ham, basically. So I think, <laughs> Gene, I think it might Gene Wilder may have said, "Yeah, we we want to do this movie, but you can't be in it because it'd be too distracting of what they were uh -huh. trying to achieve." So they they went out at the start with like, "We want this to be." Filmed straight, but completely silly at the same time. Anyway, I'm going to let you go. Thanks, Juice, for uh, coming on and having a chat about these great movies and trying to answer the that question of which is better. We passed them. Stop this thing. We can't stop. It's too dangerous. We've got to slow down first. Bullshit. Just stop this thing. I order you. Stop. You, sir. Are you all right, sir? Fine. How have you been? Fine, sir. Good. It's a good thing you were wearing that helmet. Yeah. What should we do now, sir? Well, are we stopped? We're stopped, sir. Good. Well, why don't we take a five-minute break? Very good, sir. Smoke if you got them. I'm talking to Jason Barry. He's just putting his trousers on. There's a picture of a monkey with glass. Is that from the Wiz? No, that's Lancelot Link, without a doubt. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Wearing one of his... how many... Uh... 
All right, Jace, you're going to have to turn your video off because your bandwidth <sighs> is low. Uh, I've been told that lots of times. Yes, I bet. There we go. That should. Okay, work. I think that's off. Yeah, so that you probably, yes, you're coming through clearer. Okay. It, it's funny uh, <clears throat> the uh, sense of humor that we have that <laughs> when it came up on my Zoom screen, uh, Jason Barry is waiting for you to let him into the room. Do you wish yes. to let him in? Yes, no. <laughs> I thought, wouldn't it be funny if I said, don't let him in? <laughs> Guys? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> great mates we are. <laughs> All right. Well, I won't keep you long because I, I spoke to Juice yesterday and I mm -hmm. actually spoke to what started this was I spoke to Noelle um, about it and I recorded a few minutes with her on the very same topic because uh, she's the one that brought it up. Oh, encouraging. So, so the first the first question I'll ask you is, what's your relationship with Mel Brooks? Explain that. Uh, well, I think... Was it History of the World Part One? Apart from from the Muppet movie, I'm thinking. I'm trying to each time I think of something, it's taking me back a little bit further each time. Maybe okay. the Muppet movie. We might have seen him in the first first time. Sorry, Mel Brooks when is in the Muppet movie. Miss Piggy kicks him into the machine and he electrocutes himself and turns into a frog and then collapses. I think. I have not seen that for a very long time. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's good. he's he had the like the. The uh, like the light fitting that you put over Kermit's head. And right, yes, I'm with you now. That was yes. Mel Brooks. I'm going to yeah. have to revisit that. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, and then it was probably History of the World Part One, which was very rude, but we didn't really understand why it was rude. Oh come on, just... Dom Galloway says they shove a living snake up your ass. I think we got that joke. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, there's there's I've heard that Mel Brooks is the movie equivalent of Weird Al Yankovic when it comes to subtlety. Yes, but. Uh, that's very but, accurate. You know, say say when eight thirty. Yes, uh, that's true. Well, that's you know, there are some of those sorts of jokes. But um, yes, the shoving living snake off your ass. No, yes. no, but that's very creative. I think um, yes, yes, that was a, a classic example of watching that with dad, and yeah, trying to work out what he was laughing at. What what was funny about that bit? I didn't, well, I don't understand. Well, because of movies like that. What's a eunuch? <laughs> What's why? What's that? What's happened to his feather? I don't. What's? Yeah. I don't really. Yeah. It's um. Uh, it also means that if you're stuck in a room, and it was just yourself and a picture of the Last Supper, you yes. would get. Uh, you'd you'd be you'd you'd you'd, be, you'd enjoy yourself because you'd have lots of things to reminisce about. That is very looking accurate. at the picture. Before this night is over. One of you shall betray me three times. No. no. Master, how can you feel that anyone here would betray you? You who we would follow even unto our death. Yes. yes. Does everybody want soup? Please, we must talk. This may be our last supper. Hey, it's my first order. Oh, look, one little question. I'll let you all go. Are you all together or is it separate checks? Please, Please. go away. Go away. Right, okay, okay. Yay, yeah, yay, yeah, so you say. But one who sits amongst us has already betrayed me this night. Who? 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 Who can it be? Judas! <clears throat> Do you want a beverage? Try the mulled wine. It's terrific. No! Leave us alone! Go! 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 Oh, you're right. Jesus. Yes. What? 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 
Yes. Jesus. What? Yes. What? You, you said what? What? Nothing. I did. I think I asked Gran about her tapestry of the Last Supper because I'm yes. thinking that. Well, I would Mel have Brooks. Not. Yeah, yeah, and and you can sneak in a couple of kangaroos and, and <laughs> yeah, the, there's that's that's the problem. Sorry to our our belated <laughs> Gran who was trying to get us to church, and all we could reference was the history of the world, part one, and the life of yeah. Brian and yes. Monty Python. Yes, it works, mate. The the big fat one balances out the two skinny ones. Yes, exactly. Uh, so that was the first one. So. Yeah, because I, I think even growing up, we watched, we didn't watch all of his movies. I mean, I, ne- I never watched The Producers at, at our house. No. Um, I don't remember really watching Blazing Saddles all that much. So Dad mustn't have enjoyed that one as much. No, I think it had one scene and that was it, you know, that's uh, sitting around the campfire scene. Yeah. Um, but um, I we had a, a catch-up with some mates, um, old zoo mates, Last mm-hmm. year, and we did uh, Blazing Saddles Day, uh, and it's and and Dad recently watched it too, I think, and he agreed that it's mm-hmm. actually really bad. It's just bad. It's it, it hasn't aged very well at all, and no. that's just not based yeah. on the racial stuff. Yeah, um, it's just not. It's just not that great. I wonder um, if it's if it's that thing too of like you watch these movies as a kid, and so you grow you age with them, but you're a bit more forgiving of them. Because I found the same thing was like watching it. Later in life, I was like, yeah, it's got some funny bits, but, yeah, it's, it's not as good. But maybe it is just as good as uh, his others. Um, <laughs> what about, and then, again, I think by the time um, Robin Hood Men in Tights came out, um, yeah. I think I was disappointed with that. To be, yeah. like, to be 15. Post, post Spaceballs, I think. Yeah. Um, and even Spaceballs is, hasn't aged that well. <laughs> um, although you know, but my boys love it. They, they, yeah, I, I, I have to, I have to disagree. I think, yeah, my, both <laughs> my kids. It's the most I've heard them laugh, and and uh, uh, Leah makes. We'll we'll make dark helmets for these Lego figures and stuff like that. <laughs> he'll get he'll get a head that's got glasses on it, and put try and put like the the imperial guard helmet on it, so he's got the glasses under the helmet. So I um, think I think that's the answer. I think the the uh, age of appreciation for Spaceballs at its height is probably 10 and under. Yeah, well, yeah. So Dark Helmet is definitely a good go-to for losing your shit <laughs> over nothing at a moment's notice. Yes. Um, throwing remotes people. across the room <laughs> and chucking, uh, chucking and, um, uh, uh, rotary phones, throwing them across the room. Throwing across the room, any kind of uh, intercom system, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Getting angry in a in, in a large pith helmet and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, but I know for a fact that um, that Robin Hood Men in Tights is beloved in the same way that yes. Spaceballs and and I think the people younger than us that watched um, Robin Hood Men in Tights feel the same way that we might feel about Spaceballs. Sure, it's it's does yes. it hold up, but yes. it's still hilarious. Um, yes, uh, I spoke to a girl at work yesterday, Amy Heinzen, who works with the Leadbeater's Possums, mm-hmm. uh, which is like all left in the world. Um, she is a, uh, um, yes, that's her kickoff point, I think, was Men in Tights and yeah. Dead and Loving It. So those later ones, that's her world. 
I mean, and and the the uh, Mel Brooks playing the rabbi with his sideburns attached to his hat yeah. is still quite funny. <laughs> I think it's because it's rather just simple. Um, uh, and the dead and loving it when he's trying to mind control the woman and she keeps walking into things. So he has to, you know, left step back, no, step forward, left, right, and she just keeps oh, walking yes. into cabinets and all that sort of stuff. But, oh. you know, Leslie Nielsen can make anything funny usually. I was always disappointed that when Leslie Nielsen died, it didn't say Leslie Nielsen is dead and loving it. I thought that would have been a nice tribute <laughs> to him. It's Nothing better, to see here. It's better than when Lloyd Bridges died and... On the news, while they were saying Lloyd, the actor Lloyd Bridges has died, the clip they showed of him was hanging upside down in airplane <laughs> flying high after sniffing glue. Oh. Like that, cool, uh, that's what you'll be remembered for. It's fantastic. Well, I wanted to, if I, if I was more technically savvy, I could have, uh, I would have definitely sent this to Michael or got a T-shirt made of Leslie Nielsen standing outside a funeral home saying, I think I'll go inside. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, yeah, Leslie Nielsen. That was always, yeah, that was always one one of Michael's favourites. He's a his delivery was always the best, wasn't it? But anyway, we're we're talking back to Mel Brooks. So, what about uh, again? Like the the reason we're here I, is uh, I asked Michael this, but Noel, when we were watching Young Frankenstein last week, uh, or Spaceballs, one of the, one of the two, she said, "Which what do you like better?" Spaceballs or Young Frankenstein? And that was, as I said oh, to yes. Michael, what a difficult question to answer. Do you have a, a definitive answer to that question? Uh, I would I would go with Young Frankenstein, I would think, mm-hmm. because it's just a little more timeless in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Spaceballs, like, if you're a lot younger, it would probably be Spaceballs because it's silly and zany and wacky and it's full of swears and it's really cheeky. Like, there's even an F-bomb dropped in there that you didn't, don't really pick up because it's only the one. Yeah, um, and I, I don't remember hearing that maybe we had a the one we watched all the time growing up was from the TV. Yeah. Watching it with the girls I, I might have been the first time ever that I caught it. Yeah, I still first heard it with watching it with Brendan and Laurie. So yeah. that was a, that was that a was a, a fun time. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, um, Gene Wilder put puts his heart and so, put his heart and soul into Young Frankenstein, and it just helps balance out all the other stuff that goes on. And also, I think Dark Helmet might be on this list as well. Igor in Young, find me a more consistent character that makes you laugh whenever they appear in a film or something mm. like really high consistency as far as everything he does everything he says is just stupid and funny yeah and the fact that he's in this movie is like uh, he's unreal even in the world of this movie so he's <laughs> up, he's up on the deck and they're calling out to him and he says what, and he repeats himself, and then all of a sudden he's standing next to, next yeah, to Doctor. Yeah. Oh, I can hear you. Why are you shouting? And swear you just up all, all of that stuff. The fact that he's got a hump, but he says what hump, and then it changes sides, and he just never acknowledges that all those weird things yeah. that he can do. So he's magical, um, really. Yeah, yeah. There's um. I remember reading a magazine called Pile Driver that was done down here in Melbourne on the wrestling scene and the, the greatest thing I remember from it was the reviewer reviewing a match 
and saying, uh, I don't know if it was Hogan or someone, so-and-so uh, tributes Marty Feldman's moving hump gag in Young Frankenstein, <laughs> having the sore leg change from leg to leg during the match. And it's just like, see, that's just, that's just the greatest of worlds colliding right there. It's Mel so, Brooks um, in wrestling. That's really like a nice Venn diagram of our childhood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And anyone, um, and if anyone has, uh, has a problem and this, or a, a problem they're trying to solve and they're not quite sure, it's always good to re- fall back on your own experience and say to them, oh, it reminds me a bit of my old dad. When these things would happen to him, the things he'd say to me, and hopefully they go, what, is, what did he say? And then you can just hit him with, what the hell are you doing in the bathroom day and night? Why don't you get out of there? Give someone else a chance. Uh, if you've got yeah. chips, If you've got chips or something, then you can just, quietly continue eating it while Good. they try and work out what the hell you meant have you tried that done that to your children because i have it's a great thing to i haven't tried it with my children i have tried it at work though <laughs> and i just they just smile and nod like they always do. And now now i can't do that now noelle no has seen it three times i think now so now she she can't join in but or she'll well, join she in might be able to, she could probably do it herself or she could join in with you at, at at relative gatherings and stuff That's like right. that. I did I did suggest uh, uh, with Michael that we watch Spaceballs or Young Frankenstein when we're when we're together at Christmas with the uh, mm-hmm. nieces and nephews. I think that were that might be nice. Um, that would have been good. Yeah, that yeah. would have been would have been good to join in with that. The boys are well versed in Spaceballs now, so yeah. <laughs> well. I, th- I think uh, also that you're right about Young Frankenstein. The, the fact that it's timeless is one of those weird things that happens with movies that are set in the past become timeless like something like the godfather it's timeless it, it's 70 sure but it's because it's yeah. set in the past there's a timelessness to it um, yeah. and well, the same with Frankenstein, young Frankenstein, isn't it? that's the 1930s i think yeah frankenstein yeah, yeah so that's that's uh what 40 years between frankenstein and young frankenstein yeah. Whereas space was only ten years between yes. Star Wars and it, so that yeah, that time gap is uh makes it um probably a lot more timeless. And there's also the the sound set designer from Young Frankenstein. They got a lot of the stuff from the original Frankenstein, but then Mel Brooks wanted him to parody parry parody it. I can't even say that bloody word. <laughs> Send it up in other words. Wanted to um, parry do parry. Yeah, he's parodying a word. I don't know. Not do, a, anyway, do it, and Mel Brooks would say, "No, you've got to make it a little more silly." And you watch it, and and Mel Brooks was he was really happy with the set design, and you watch it, and you think uh from approaching it from that angle and you think it just looks like the same sets from frankenstein that's right it does, so it? Whether, yeah whether it's slightly exaggerated i don't know so i would if we had to argue with that for our family what why young frankenstein's a superior movie it really comes down to the fact that even my mother enjoyed young frankenstein even our mother enjoyed young frankenstein and We'll quote it from time to time. Now that's highly unusual. Yes, that's yes, that that's probably the only uh, the only sort of thing you need. That's it. Did mother quote quote it? Yes, yeah, so it made a difference. <laughs> yeah. And did she quote it without rolling her eyes at the same time of like again I have to say this line? 
uh, is it? And there was another one she'd say. Dad would give her a hug. Mm-hmm. And she'd say, if you hug me any closer, I'll be in back of you. Is that <laughs> at the circus? Is that Mark's Brothers? Yeah, that's the Mark's Brothers, yeah, at the circus. That's right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So that's, the, that's another one. So <laughs> I can remember her saying. And that's about <laughs> it then, if she's done Younger Frankenstein and at the circus, there's any two I can think of. I've never so thought about this before, but mum really is the Margaret Dumont of the family, isn't she? <laughs> Putting up with the putting up with the shenanigans think, of Groucho. I think that's got to be. I think there's a few Margaret Dumonts in the family <laughs> to, to be from the looks of things. Um, unfortunately, my Margaret Dumont didn't work out so well. But um, that's 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 probably the most prophetic thing you could possibly say on the subject. <laughs> that mother is the Margaret Dumont. Oh, what oh. A, talk about the fifth. The fifth Marx, fourth Marx brother, maybe pissed bloody yeah. Zeppo off. Fourth Marx brother all the way, that yeah. woman. Just to stand there and, and take the abuse, basically. And just, as I said, it will take a real skill to just not crack yeah. under that lunacy. <laughs> and to say, oh, dear, someone's just insulted, said the worst thing about me they possibly could. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, oh. well, we were, I was out following up. I was out for dinner with some friends I hadn't seen for a long time uh, a few weeks ago and I did the old thing um, and you get the, 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 the bill and you go, $122, this is an outrage. Pass it to the girl. If I were you, I wouldn't pay it. So, so um, wh- what joy did you have with your kids when they start quoting like those movies back to you? I, I spoke to, when I talked to Michael, we talked about how Poppy must be very happy that his grandchildren can now join in and say these quotes and um, from think, especially these two movies, but where I, I think if you watch uh, Avengers Infinity War and at the end with Thanos, how he sits down and he looks out at the world and it's all quiet and it's shiny and nice and clean and he just seems very satisfied and content. That's pretty much it. So <laughs> that's probably how you feel and you know you've ruined about as many lives as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's I think that's that sort of feeling the vibe of it. And you've, what you're actually teaching your children or preparing them for is a lifetime of furrowed brows when you say something, quote something from a movie or TV or whatever it is, or a goon show for goodness sake, and uh, their response is just bemusement, and you just have to smile to yourself and go, "Yeah, yes. you don't understand what I'm saying, but." That was worth it. I had no regrets. Yes, it's um, and that's, that's yeah, it's pretty much um, and with your when your partners come into your life, you have about three months. Yeah. Where after about three months, they crack out the big trouble in little China line. <laughs> I don't think he's going to stop. Yeah. So from then, they know that this is part of who you are, and it's not going to change. So. Yeah. Yes. Well, you say something and you say it so many times. I remember Dad saying the same thing to us, was, which was when you say all these lines over and over again, one day your children are going to see the thing that it actually came from, which is, again, mainly the Simpsons, really. Um, yeah. That when my, when my daughter started watching it, they were forever just turning around. You'd say, you say that? Like, yes. Yes. Can yes. I get away with saying the Simpsons got that from me? <laughs> got that from me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's just the best. It's just, yeah, it's especially when the kids understand the context of it and yeah. they know when to hit hit it. Mm. Like they, they actually understand the situation, when to utilize it. 
and that's that's just the best. I heard from Leo not just recently that he's been saying grim tales at school, oh, like the great. Rick Mayo versions. Yeah. And I don't know if it's um, just with his friends or if he has to do you know a story time thing in class. I, th- I need to catch up with him actually and say all those bits where the, the innkeeper smacks his wife, you probably want to avoid those. Yeah. They probably won't go over too well these days. Throwing people um, off cliffs and things like that. Oh, that's all right. That one's all right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it is true. I mean, that's a, there's a difference between... Uh, I guess the the joy of parenting is number for us is number one when they start quoting it. But when they surprise you with it, that's a great moment. When yes. they when they throw a line at you that you weren't expecting, and you're like, "Great, well done. That is the job well done here." Oh yeah. That, that means and you I, are always on. Good work. <laughs> yes. And, the people around you are going to struggle. And sometimes you have you, there's there's a couple of hours or even a day before you can let the child know. That was good work because of certain <laughs> circumstances. You yeah. have to sort of yes, <laughs> yes. We have spo- we have spoken. I've spoken about it uh, before, but yes, a, a great mo- moment of parenting was when I told Violet that she was eating like a pig, and Noel immediately said, "I don't know. Pigs tend to chew. I'd say each more like a duck." Yeah. And I had to, you know not think that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard because obviously one of my children was going to be very upset at the horribly rude thing that their sister had just said to them. And I had to say that wasn't very nice. And then go, <laughs> go around the corner, march style and laugh and then tell her later. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Good job. Yes. I think something like that happened recently with Milo, but I can't remember what it was. Where he said something that was, oh, that's right. Leo goes on to his iPad and goes, someone's changed all, has Milo been on my iPad? Someone's changed all my songs to Leo Poohhead. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that took that commitment. He had to work that out. Like, yes. What am I going to do? What am I, oh, you know what? I'll go on and do that. That's, that's, you should reward that. There's some effort in there. Yes. Well, well, I know, I know the boys watched holy grail without any assistance like i i think mary was just going through netflix or whatever and they found it and they watched it and that was a uh a, a finding the a, literally finding a holy grail moment for the boys wow. leah was homesick one day and quietly watched life of brian in his room on his tablet wow. um, and um they, they've had and now for something completely different at their place for quite some time now yeah. um and they've watched it and they've showed it to their friends so Oh, they're those friends. That's good. You've got to be those friends. Yes. Show them all that. And stuff. and they're at a Catholic school. So if anyone needs to find the levity in religion, it's that it's the places like that. It's the bloody Catholics. Oh well, I I've been to one of their masses, and it's like if you want a a, an, a whole auditorium full of kids to get this stuff, they're going to do it a little bit differently because it's just we're talking Homer Simpson falling asleep and banging his head on the pew in front of him. You know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's, it's just not dry. great. No. Yes. They need to, um, they need to um, play to the audience. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Um, so interviewing my two brothers and my daughter, we, we, what we've seemed to have found is that we all prefer young Frankenstein. I know dad said the same thing, but Noel preferred space balls. Number one, because it's in color which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But so I think that's something over time that uh, that might shift. But either way, 
thanks thanks for joining me in here um I, this is uh, going out uh i'm going to put it out christmas eve as a lovely treat i think everyone should watch Spaceballs and Young Frankenstein yeah. over the Christmas break. I think that's a pretty good idea. So uh, mm -hmm. I, I guess I'll finish by saying Merry Christmas to everyone. And here's putting on the Ritz. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes or cutaway coat, perfect fits. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper Trying mighty hard to look like Gary Cooper Come let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks Or umbrellas in their midst